Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. So today's Thursday. It is Thursday. And we're recording, which is new. A, yeah, a normal day for us to record. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's not normal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not oh, normal. Oh, it sounds like you said normal. No. Oh, sorry, off to no, a great no. start. No, not normal. <laughs> We're on like a weird schedule this few, uh, it's the off season. Things are going to get weird. I'm on vacation again. You you have like <laughs> unlimited vacation time. I want to work for your company. <laughs> I do get a lot of vacation. It's nice. I've already golfed once too. I've only been on vacation for two days, so it's wonderful. Let's turn this into a golf podcast slowly. Yeah, that's where you're going to lose me even more. <laughs> I'll uh, get you out there one day. <laughs> maybe. So it's kind of funny because last week we recorded on an odd day. And we had big news to announce. We did. It was, yeah, it was a random last minute decision after Wadi got hired. And, and now we have more news to announce today. But first, welcome to Hockey Town West Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm Nick. So, yeah, we have some news today. The team shared. Go ahead, Nick. Tell us what tell us what they shared. So, Mike Knubel is stepping aside from his part-time coaching position to, what was the... Do other things. Do other things. Focus on other things. So, Maybe golf game with Brandon. Dude, that'd be sick. <laughs> I will take that phone call any day. Um, no, he's focusing on his kids. His kids are all getting to an older age. They're all hockey players. They're all doing their own things. Um, one of his son's first year at Notre Dame, his freshman year, starts this year. Oh. He wants to be focused on that, is what he said in his announcement video with Bob Kayser. Nice little video. It's like nine minutes. Recommend watching it. Was there another coaching highlight? No, I hope they put another coaching highlight video. Those were sick. They did um, them dirty. I know. <laughs> He's but been at the organization for how long? For a long time. He's one of the longest tenured members in the American Hockey League at that point, when you think about it. Well, he was. Outside of, well, he was, yeah. Outside of him and uh, Brad Thompson. But The dog. The dog. I hope he doesn't leave. I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I like him. But, yeah, I mean, Knubel is going to step aside. It was weird to hear that he was part-time with the team. I didn't know that was a thing, but... Apparently, he made a couple road trips, though, you know, like San Diego, Texas, Tucson, the nice warm nice warm weather ones. <laughs> didn't go to Chicago, didn't no. go to Ohio. No, he took the nice <laughs> vacations where they got good golf. <laughs> but, no, I mean, what do you say about him? I mean, he's been, he's a Stanley Cup champion. He's played in the league. He's been a veteran presence for these young players to talk to, be able to give good advice. And he's been a stable member of that bench for three coaches now. He was here with Blash. He was here with Todd Nelson. Todd Nelson and and that who should not be named. I mean Ben Simon. <laughs> yeah. But so you think? Do you think I have a chance of getting that part time position, dude? I, like, how do you get? I mean, I guess you probably have to play a lot of NHL games, win a Stanley Cup, and you might have the freedom to say I want to be a part time coach. But does NHL twenty three count? No, it does not. Hmm. Or twenty two. Hmm. Do you think they'll <laughs> post that job posting externally? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Or does this open the for sure spot for Lash off? Yeah, that's that's a that's a good take. I think I think it does. And I th- the only thing I don't like about this is the timing. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. That's why I text you back when you. It was a weird timing because you saw it as soon as it announced. Yes, I did not. I was just texting you like, "Hey, should we record tonight?" <laughs> yeah, and then I sent you that link back right away, and you were like, "Okay, are we recording or what? <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are we doing?" But yeah, so the timing of it's weird because like all the coaches that 
we're leaving, I guess, on a bad note, you could say, got canned all at once. Um, well, they didn't get canned. They just didn't get their contracts renewed. Is the politically correct way to sure, say that? Sure, they got that, canned. Is what Corcroft <laughs> said. It. Okay, they got canned. <laughs> uh, we're not. We're not. We don't have to be politically correct for the organization. We're not a part of them yet. <laughs> <laughs> so they they can them hire Wadi, and then a week later, Knubel announces he's stepping aside. I don't think the part-time coaching gig fits into what Wadi wants. Which is fair. I don't blame him. It's like me wanting a part-time employee at work. I like full-time. I like them there all the time. It's nice. Be a part of the whole thing. Spend time with each other. It's like a family. It is. But <laughs> I mean, so you already see Dan Watson, maybe or maybe not, already creating culture change. Again, again, like he said, he stepped inside because of his kids, and that makes total sense. That's why he was part-time, in a sense, um, in his son's first year at Notre Dame being this year. that The timing makes sense with that, if you want to think about it from a non-rumor starting angle. But at the same time, it is suspicious. <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> one, one toe into that water and one toe back out, right? Yeah, that's what I do You're best. just going to sit on the fence there, Brandon. I'm really good at that. That's what I'm here for. Can we keep this balanced out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, any other thought? Like anything else from Mike Knubel? I mean, just congrats on his career to him. And you've met him a few times, right? I have. <laughs> he's, I've, I've through your job, through my job, I've, I've met him a couple times. So uh, he's a nice guy. Uh, funny story: my stepmom actually went to school with him. Oh, yeah, because he went to East Kentwood, and she was he was in the same graduating class as her. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. That was your funny story for the day. That but, is, uh... Yeah, no, what a career he's had, and uh, it's just another one of those veterans. You're like, he's not going to be on the team, so that kind of sucks, but at the same time, we're, it looks like we're going for a complete clean slate, fresh start here. All new, uh, all new coaching staff, which is what... And Dan Watson hasn't announced. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see any rumors. It'll just be... No, it'll be all of a sudden just be announcements. We're not going to probably speculate with the AHL roster or the coaching staff here. Why? That could be fun. That could be a couple I don't episodes. have the brain capacity for that anymore. <laughs> There's so much change happening within this organization all at once. It's just, oh, I can't keep up. Yeah. And we're not that depth yet. No. I'm sure we will be someday. One day. Ten years in. Oh, God. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a weird. Uh... <laughs> that was a weird response. I'm sorry. No. You're like ten years with this guy next to me. Oh, oh Jesus. But. But, yeah, I'm moving on to our defenseman recap. Yeah, let's go right into that. Yeah, so now we got defensemen to talk about. Like I said, we're going to go position position by position each week to do this recap. So we did goalies, we do defensemen, and then the next one we'll do forwards. So we're going to dive in here and talk about the guys that we all saw, the, the rookies, um, since half of our defense was rookies this season. And yeah. uh, talk about, go through each player, talk about their highs, their lows, our thoughts, and our predictions if we'll see him again next season oh oh i bet you half of them we do probably <laughs> because out of the 12 defensemen there are six that were rookies <laughs> math checks out <laughs> and i'm not a math major <sighs> neither of us are buddy neither of us are <laughs> i am terrible at math i hope my boss isn't listening i say what do you do for work again yeah finance finance all right cool anyways so, sometimes they don't <laughs> Sometimes they don't. Uh, somebody else's problem for later. So, uh, 
Do you want to start with the highest amount of games played or the highest plus minus or jersey numbers? How, how do we want to do this, Brandon? Let's go lowest to highest in games played. Okay, so we're going to do backwards of what we did for yeah. the goalies. I think he thought I was going to say the plus minus thing because if you look at the sheet, not a single one of them <laughs> is a positive. No, but we have one neutral, so we'd start we there. We do have one neutral. <laughs> and um, he played... More than one game. He did play more than one game. But we'll still talk about the guy who only played one game. Yeah, one game. Uh, we can't not talk about him. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, this guy played only one game. He had two shots. He was a minus two. They lost that game, okay? And they did. And I didn't get to watch this game. And I was really upset about this. You because were. Because I'm super excited for this player. You were genuinely so upset about this, I thought you might have cried a little. I probably did. It's okay. But you know what made up for it? Having his jersey. Yeah, you do have his jersey. So we'll talk about William Wallander first. He only got one game in Grand Rapids after his season ended in the SHL. So we only got a small taste. Yeah. It sucked. I wasn't even a got taste. That little bit. It really wasn't. It was like a bite. It was a crumb. It was a crumb. <laughs> um, you got to watch him in real life. No, this was an away game. Oh. I never have gotten to see him in real life still. Dang. Not quite sure if he is real. That's fair. I went to a Kanye West concert once, and I, we weren't sure if he was real. We still aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. This would explain a lot of conspiracy That's a whole now. new podcast we could start. Yep. We always seem to come up with one of those during each episode. <laughs> hey. Start writing these down. Branch out with the network. Uh, <laughs> I guess. All right. All right. So William Wallander gets his one game in Grand Rapids. And like you said, minus two, no points. But here's what I did see. I saw a kid who was possibly injured at the time of this game because he didn't play the rest of the season after this because of injury. But this kid, his skating ability is incredible. Really off the charts. Yes. It's like we see Mo Sider and his skating ability to be able to walk the line, keep the puck in, make these crazy plays. I see William Wallander being able to do the exact same thing. He's not going to have the Mo strength or personality, probably, but he's got the skating. And the two of them anywhere near each other on a blue line at some point is terrifying for the opposition, especially when you throw a Simon Evanson in there, too. Do you think to pair them, those two together? I don't know. This is a, this is a long way down the road. I mean, this kid's Since... only had one AHL game at this point, but... He's definitely one of the players I'm most excited about coming into this next Griffin season because I believe he starts here. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, he definitely will be here. And I think this is another high-quality defensive prospect that we see one full season of Grand Rapids, and we don't see him again back in Grand Rapids. Why did you just break my heart like that? <laughs> But you want him to be in Detroit after at least one season. Come on. Yeah, I mean, they're talking that he's he's not going to be here in Grand Rapids next year. No, he'll be in Grand Rapids next year. There's no way. They're saying he's going to be like Lucas Raymond making it out of training camp. Then who's not playing? Oh. Well, well Simon. Is Simon's in... Huh? Simon's got surgery. He's coming back December. Is it December? I thought it was earlier than that. Maybe it was earlier. But I thought it would be ready by out, the season. He's out for a bit, so maybe he takes that I think spot. he misses training camp. but Yeah, he does miss training camp. Yeah. But I think it was six to eight months for that shoulder surgery. Yeah. So that would be, I th- when I mapped it earlier, it was like November, December. 
I mean, that's very possible, but I think there's other people that slot in there over him right away. I think he, I don't, I think they protect him with kid gloves to start, uh, just like they did with Mo, just like they did with Simon. And I, th- I have a feeling we're going to see a very similar development path as we did with Simon, where yeah. <laughs> the first couple months it's like, huh, eh, he's doing all right. Um, one thing I think we already saw, though, that Simon didn't have right away in the AHL was the skating ability. Oh, and yeah. Wally is already skating better than most of the players he was playing against in just this one game. You think his pace is, his pace is way better than Simon's? At well. the beginning, yeah. And, I mean, granted, he was very seasoned already. He had played a full season in Sweden. Yeah. So it's not like this was the first game of the season and he's just hopping in. But... Yeah, I think he he follows that same development path, and he's protected and shielded for a little bit, and he's kept down here at least. Till, I'm gonna say at least till after the All Star break, kind of the same thing we saw with Simon. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I I would hope that he's here the like the majority of the season because he is an exciting player on the blue line. I I remember the the only highlight I remember from him when he was here was through ice hockey gifts, and he had spun around to, like, yep. drop that puck back, and then he, he faked it and then t- continued to turn around and skate forward. Yeah, his edge work is just... Yeah, Wallander, I mean, my, I, I would say I would agree with you. He's going to go through the exact same thing Simon did for development, unless you see injuries or anything like that from the Red Wings. But I think, you know, they've already got somebody that they're going to pull up ahead of him. That we'll get to later. Yeah. So on to the next guy who played, what, I think it was three games with us? Yeah. Do we have two of them? Oh, God, we do have two guys that played three games total. Holy smokes. So you want to take the first one? <laughs> oh. I, can, I got the name. I got the name. You did. I can you, do this. Yeah, you pronounced it fine earlier. It's Bianca Batuka. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, this, this, this was a surprising one for us. Well, yeah. Just because it was hard to pronounce. But no, <laughs> no. This was a kid who raised a lot of eyebrows in training camp. Yeah. And then nothing was really talked about him until all of a sudden at the end of the season when Grand Rapids is in desperate need of defenseman, he gets a shot. And I don't know about you, I liked him. I liked him a lot. There's potential there. I mean... By the end of the season, I had given up on everybody in the draft. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. That's so, true, you did. I was like, is this guy formidable? Formidable? Is he going to in the big plan of things? Uh, I'm pulling up his hockey DB right now for you, Brandon. But he played for the Q. I mean, he's been in the Q for the last five years, and um, one, two, three, four, five, six years. Uh, and they had signed him over. I mean, he w- was making a big name for himself in training camp with the Wings. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought he was going to start over here in Grand Rapids, and he didn't, you know. Uh, and that's okay. That's okay. He's a rookie. Uh, he's young. He is young. He's 21 years old. Defenseman years, that's young. That's, yeah. <laughs> but, again, it's just... A player we didn't anticipate seeing at all. And he showed up, and again, no points, unfortunately, in those three games. Uh, but he was even. He wasn't a negative. He wasn't positive, but he, his plus minus, he wasn't negative. He like was, every other defenseman on our roster. Every 
single one. Um, and he had six shots in those three games as well. He, if I remember, we only got to see him in person, I think, once at the final game. He was, yeah. Yep, he was at the final yep, game. He played the final game. He's a big dude. Big dude. Big dude. Like his dad. 6'4"? Yeah. His dad plays for Michigan. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the what was the buzz around him. And, you know, I think he... Well, I'll let you keep going. No, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a big guy. And then, like, you talked about him playing in the queue, and you just look at his stats in the queue. The first couple seasons, 12 points, 12 points, 14 points, and then this last season, 42. 42 points. And was that 53 penalty minutes? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's kind of like a new power kind of guy. Yeah, this is someone that will obviously, I mean, he's obviously going to be on the Red Wings radar, um, but it's a solid defenseman that we'll have here if he's coming into this season with Grand Rapids. Um, he's a nice, he's a right shot, which is in defenseman world is, is gold. It's rare. Yeah, I mean, you get a good, solid right shot defenseman in the, in your system. Is is he part of the future plan for Detroit? Who knows? Is he prospect trade capital if he plays well? Yes. And we'll enjoy him here in Grand Rapids because he's a big guy that can skate well, move the puck, and obviously can put points on the board too. Yeah, I mean, do you, I mean, we think he, he'll be back. I think he'll be back. Yeah, this is another one I see back in Grand Rapids. Um, we, I mean, the Grand Rapids defensive landscape is going to look so different next year um, with people that have departed from the team or retired or will get their spot in Detroit. So, I think it'll be he'll be back. Then the other guy that played three games, Charlie Curdy, and uh, the Walleye fans are very well aware of who Charlie Curdy is. Yeah, I mean he just. He we had him called up at the beginning of the se- more at the beginning of the season I felt right. No, this was at the end of the season. His call his call up to Grand Rapids was at the end of the season. Was the end? Yeah, just filling injuries. I mean, with Simon up and then yeah, uh, Albert Johansson was out as well. So just a filler. I mean, I don't, I don't. It wasn't just. I mean, so he was just a filler for sure. But I mean, I I don't think long term. No, I don't think there's anything really there long term for him. Unfortunately, I mean he he's 28 years old. Um, he's been playing. He played in Toledo this past season, and he played overseas the year before that, and then he was two years in the ECHL as well. So <sighs> tough to say. I think we'll see him back in the ECHL. I think we'll probably see him back with the Walleye. He's back with the Walleye. We're good. Yeah, I mean I liked him. His play is good. He's he was a solid defenseman. Um, he kind of got plugged into a weird spot when Simon got called up and played very well. So, I like him, and he obviously plays very well in Toledo. We all yeah. like him there. So Yeah. It's uh, three games. He had one assist, one point, minus two, and that was it. No penalty minutes, no nothing crazy. So, uh, small sample size. Is yeah, that, uh, everyone we've talked about so far is yeah. very small sample size. Uh, next... Is someone that's not a small sample size. No, we jumped from three games all the way up to over 30 now. So uh, Yeah, there this we go. Is the, <laughs> this is where we'll have a little bit more. Yeah, 36 games played for Seth Barton with the Griffins. Um, obviously, Walleye fans are very, very, very well aware of who he is with how well he played down there, especially in the playoffs. Yes. Um, but Seth's experience in Grand Rapids here, 36 games, two goals, three assists, five points overall, minus four, 18 penalty minutes. What did you? What's your opinion on Mr. Barton? Rookie Seth Barton, I should say. Yeah, so it was, his, it was his first year, and I mean, our defense was a mess. <laughs> I mean, 
Was it? No. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty tough for him to to really get a, to get on. Like, I feel like with I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, uh, it's gonna hurt. I want to say, but yeah. So Ben Simon ran the blender all year mm-hmm. on every line, forwards, defense, goalies. There was no real system in, in play, so it's hard for rookies to get comfortable with their line mates if they're being swapped out all the time, right? Mm-hmm. How often? Who was he paired with? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look. Well, I was I was reading. Um, yeah, I just I don't. I don't feel like he could really get comfortable, and so that that made it tough for him. Yeah, and at the end of the season, so the majority of these points he has were the end of the season as well with Grand Rapids. Um, I remember, like I said, kept saying that he started having the hot stick at the end of the season. I want to say his first goal didn't come until like the end stretch there. I mean, Seth Barnes really just kind of yo-yoed between the two leagues. He has he has yo-yoed between these two leagues, and he yo-yoed all season with Grand Rapids and Toledo. But one of the things that I'll point out here is the success he did have with Toledo. He only played ten games there in the regular season. He had eight points to his thirty-six games in Grand Rapids, where he had five. He definitely was seeing more success down there, uh, and especially when he jumped into the playoffs. Yeah. Down there. Because in the playoffs, he played 13 games at the Walleye, one goal, 12 assists. So he had the hot stick in Grand Rapids at the end of the season, carried it over right into Toledo. I can only assume what we're going to look forward to with Seth Barton next season is a continuation of this success he's finding. And that excites me a little bit. He's young. He's, what, 23, I think? 23 years old. 23. Six foot three, another, another big guy on the blue line. Is he a Detroit piece? Nobody knows. Is he going to be a nice, stable piece in Grand Rapids next season? I think so. I think we see him for the majority of the season in Grand Rapids. That's where I would peg him. That's where I'd want to see him. Uh, he is signed by the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. 2018, he was a round three uh, draft pick. So, I mean, he's here for a little bit. Uh, I don't know his contract. We're we're bouncing between AHL st- uh, skater stats and elite prospects for some of this information, so it's kind of it's a little difficult to gauge everything. Yeah, what I see Seth Barton as, and I think if if he was stepping into this organization in the same time frame and everything that a Brian Lashoff did. Oh my God, I was literally going to say the same exact thing. I see just that there. I I don't know on the leadership end because obviously he's young, he's a young guy. Know, he's but he seems like. He seems like a good guy. Seems like he's very well respected by his teammates uh, through post game interviews and stuff like that that you see. It seems like everyone likes the guy. So I could I could see him being that role with this team for a long term period if that's what it looks like. But we'll, this this year will be, I think, the prove it year for him. Yeah. Where can he stick? How can he stay consistent? I think a new coach is going to help settle him as well. I think a new coach is going to change everything for everybody. Uh, but yeah. That's a that's a different in itself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Seth Barton does next season. Me too. And, ended it on a hot streak. The Toledo guys love him. He, I'm excited to see what he does for next season. And the next guy played a good old 39 games for Grand Rapids. 
One of our favorites. One of our personal favorites. He also played some games for the Toledo Walleye, so those fans are very well aware of who he is. Uh, Mr. Donovan Sabrango. He played 39 games, 4 goals, 3 assists, 7 points. He was at minus 11 with 19 penalty minutes. And I felt like he was kind of like our most aggressive, well, second most aggressive player. Like, (laughs) of like scrums and fighting and roughing and things like that. Yeah, I mean... He's got yeah. a little bit of fire to him. A little? Yeah. He's a fiery guy. I yeah. like it. I, I love it, right? That's that's what we need right now in this, in this organization. But he had a weird season. Um, at the start of the season, remember, he wasn't around. He had some personal stuff that he went through... Um, there was, a, I think there was a death in the family that he missed time for at the very beginning of the season, so we didn't see him. But if you remember right before this season, uh, he had that tournament with Team Canada, too, where he was tearing it up and making a name for himself very quickly. Like, everybody suddenly knew who Donovan Sabrango was because of his play with Team Canada. <laughs> it wasn't just, you know, points that he played with Canada. It was his just overall play. He's aggressive. He was very smart with the puck making great decisions so we were thinking like going into the season this is Sabrango's like he's gonna come out and he's gonna play just as well as what you'd see a Simon Edmondson or anything like that and there was definitely moments where he did but he had this yo-yo season of between Grand Rapids and Toledo that I think most of the time you between just you and me talking at games we didn't agree with it at all no it was weird that he got sent down every time he got sent down it just pissed us off (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like, where is Donovan? Like, he, I mean, he he was a fiery guy. He played defense. He was right there sticking up for teammates, uh, the big hits, stuff like that. Like, that's the stuff I like to see, so, especially from our defense. Yeah, there were points throughout the whole season where our defense was struggling, and then, you know, we'd refresh some Toledo stats and be like, oh, look, Donovan had three assists tonight. Cool. Would love that up here. Yeah. Why isn't he here? And I don't know if how his how he felt with the coach here i don't know what that relationship looked like from an outside perspective i don't think it was good yeah i think a different voice needed to be heard anyways and i think as soon as he has that different voice i think we're gonna see i don't want to i don't think this is his prove it year again he's super young too yeah he's 21 years old 21 this isn't his prove it year by any means but i think this is the year where he breaks out in the ahl that'd be good to see i'd love it take that step forward anchor down the defense uh yeah i mean he's side by the red wings so he's he's not going anywhere for a minute or two uh, yeah 2020 round three 63rd overall pick by the red wings yeah this so. is a prospect that they have uh high thoughts on for sure and he played for the kitchener rangers he did <laughs> he played for kitchener in the o and mm-hmm. uh He's played a little bit overseas. He's obviously played for Team Canada, their under-20 team, and the under-18 team. He's He's been kind of all over the place, but I, I don't think he didn't get to play in any tournament so far this offseason. No. For the Canada U-20, he was the assistant. Assistant uh, captain, right? Assistant captain, yeah. Seven games played, he had two assists, and he was a uh, plus seven. Uh, he's been a negative 11 for Grand Rapids, a negative 7 for Grand Rapids, and then a 1 plus minus uh, his first season with Grand Rapids. Toledo, he was a plus 11. Yeah, and then... In 23 games. 
He's a Again, plus 11. There was how many times we were like, dang, we're seeing all these points he's putting up down there. Man, I wish, wish he was up here in the playoffs, too. He had two points in the 13 games with the walleye. Yeah, I mean, I. It's, it's crazy to look at this roster. See that there's twelve. We had twelve defensemen this year, and six of them were rookies. But then also we have like those kind of like, they've been here for a year, maybe two. Mm-hmm. These guys should be taking the next step forward. These guys, and the rookies will take a step forward, and then whoever we draft in the next few weeks should be coming in or helping us either right away or, in a few seasons. Yeah. So it's it I think we have some building blocks. Oh, we definitely do. And I think I think Donovan's one that is a building block that'll be here a little bit longer than your William Wallanders, your Albert Johansson and your Simon Edmondsons, but at the same time, the potential for him to be a Detroit Red Wing and be a key piece of that puzzle, whether it's a depth piece or a permanent piece, is there. Like yeah. the potential is there and I definitely see it happening. I'm hoping maybe next year I can get a jersey, one of his jerseys. That would be cool. That was one that we kind of hoped to see at the end of the season, and all of a sudden we just never saw it. Yeah. It was he, one of the ones that didn't get auctioned, remember? Yeah, it didn't get auctioned. Um, and his jerseys usually go for quite a bit, too. Yeah, fans love him. They, yeah, yeah, he's a fan favorite, uh, and we hope to uh, continue with him. Yeah, I think we will. <laughs> but next, uh, we have a guy who's not in the team anymore, not in the organization anymore. Steven Camper. Steven Camper. 44 games played, 4 goals, 18 assists, 22 points. Is that all the time we're going to give to Steven? No, that's not all the time. <laughs> Come on. He was he was a key piece of the blue line for a, a bit. Why isn't he with us anymore, Brandon? He was traded to to Arizona, to their organization. Why? This was kind of a shocker. It was out of the blue. Yeah, it was out of the blue after the trade deadline. This was way late in the season. Yeah. And what did we get for him? Uh, I think it was future considerations. That guy has been all over. That guy gets traded everywhere, man. Everywhere. It's uh, Poor guy. I mean, it's tough when you have a family. This is a terrible joke now. (laughs) I think think this joke's getting just beaten to the ground at this point. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I still think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, he got he got traded. So one of the key aspects of that trade, when you look back on how things were going at that time, was he was considered an AHL veteran. So he was part of that veteran rule that cursed us for a little bit there and irritated the crap out of everyone. But when that trade happened, it really did come out of the blue. I mean, he was an assistant captain on this team. He's part of the leadership core there. I mean, he played 44 games, four goals, 18 assists. So 22 points total. He was a minus 16 with 26 penalty minutes. He did have a point in the season two where he was injured and out for a little bit. He came back from that, started playing very well, and then got traded. Um, which <laughs> So we showcased him, and then removed him. Yeah, I mean, he definitely wasn't, you know, that, that key peace or focus or anything for the wings on their the future growth or anything like that uh he was just kind of slotted into the blue line here and and you know where he came from he is actually an ann arbor native he's from michigan crazy and then he was he played for u of m uh then was drafted by the boston bruins interesting and then he played between boston and providence for a couple seasons was traded to minnesota 
played with the Wild for 13 games and then played started his real AHL tenure with the Houston Arrows, which was the Minnesota Wild uh, affiliate back then when they existed. Um, then he got moved to Iowa. He ended up in the Florida organization, so he played in San Antonio when that team was around. Uh, he did have a season after that where he played 47 games in Florida. Then ended up with the Rangers. Ended up with the Hartford Wolfpack, their affiliate. Then back to Boston. Um, and then went to the KHL for one season and then ended up with the Griffins after that. So this was actually his first season in Grand Rapids. And then got traded after 44 games. To Tucson, in, which is Phoenix's... Yeah. Uh, sorry, not Phoenix. Arizona's uh, affiliate. And he played 15 games with them, two goals, five assists. So... It's uh, so he's a traveler. He's made it's his way around, but he he's had a he's had a career. He's had a clear a good career, uh, a long NHL and AHL career. So good for him. What's his um like stat? Like has he always been kind of a negative player, or is just like he no. led he led the team this late this year in uh, minus. No, he hasn't always been that minus player, but in the NHL he was unfortunately. Okay, but. Yeah, that's the story of Stephen Camper. Good luck. And that's just yeah. Good luck to him. I don't know how what the what this off season looks like for him. I don't know what his contract is. I, I don't know those details. Yeah. So we don't. Oh, I'm sorry. He wasn't drafted by Boston. I'm dumb. I can't read. He was drafted okay. by Anaheim, but then ended up in the Boston organization right away. Maybe they traded. I think they did. He probably requested it. I would have too if I got Go drafted by Anaheim. Anaheim back in '07. Yeah, things weren't great there. This was the uh, that was around their decline time. Yeah. That they're still in. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just for the blooper reel. Uh, (laughs) uh, On to the next one? Next one. Mr. Emil Vero. Or if you're the Cincinnati Cyclones announcer, Viro. Emil Viro. (laughs) No, it was M-E-L. M- Viro. He, ML- that dude struggled so much that playoff round with half the pronunciations on uh, the Toledo Walleyes roster. It was great. You know, I watch it every day to make myself feel better. <laughs> he did remind me a lot of you. Uh, I'm to remember what he called Sabrango, and I can't remember now. Uh, Sabrongo. Sabrong, yeah. I mean, that's Sabrongo. the only other way you could pronounce it, I could see. Yep, it was Sabrongo and Viro. Viro, who's going to go viral here? So, Mr. Viro, uh, first year <laughs> with... that transition? The <laughs> Grand Rapids. And uh, 2020, round three, he was number 70 overall. Man, I've seen a lot of, like, comparisons with all these rookies. Mm-hmm. 2020, round three, defense. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting theme here, Stevie. So, Interesting. Young dude. Young dude. 21. <laughs> 21 years old. He ha- he played 48 games. So yeah. Uh, quite a bit of quite a bit of chunk of the season. You have one goal, seven assists, at eight points, minus seven. Honestly, like looking at the rest of the defensemen, that's not too bad uh, co- compared to what we saw earlier. The uh, <laughs> 14 penalty minutes, and that's it. So I mean, Vero. It's tough with him. Like I can't, I can't just figure out if he's going to go up or if he's going to be a long-term Griffin. Like I don't know. 
This was his first season. Yes, this it, was his first season in America. And it's first a, of all, <laughs> it was a bad first season to be here with. <laughs> like the or, like that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's that's a whole other episode if you haven't listened to the other ones either. But um, yeah, I it, it's an interesting one. He had five games with Toledo as well, and in those games, which we didn't even remember happened. Yeah, they were in the beginning, like closer to the Very beginning, beginning of the season. Of the season. So we were surprised that we were able to slip him into the playoffs. Just five games was the minimum that he had to play to get there. Which, either smart on Horkoff getting those guys in there at the beginning of the season to get the five games. I don't I don't know how they managed that. But uh, in those five games, he had three assists. He was a two penalty minutes and then a minus two. But in the playoffs, he had 13 games played, one goal, one, goal, one assist, and... Uh, Four plus minus. Yeah, Vero is an interesting one, man. Uh, so this was this was a guy at the beginning of the season. Again, it was another one of the defensive rookies that was coming into North American ice for the first time and struggled to grasp the size of it for sure. Um, Which is okay because we kind of assume that when we're bringing these folks over yes. from, you know, Sweden or. Yeah, they're Finland. not going to all step on the ice and be Lucas Raymond. You know what I mean? Like, they're not just going to be able to grasp that like he did in his first season. But Vero's first half of the season is a forgettable one for me. I, I don't remember much of it. and But that, that, that could be good and bad. I don't remember it positively. But I also don't remember negatives. Um, he didn't really make any mistakes where I was like, oh, my God, what is this kid doing? <laughs> yeah. But then the end of the season... This kid, the fire was lit, and I don't how many games did we go to where we were just like, this kid is everywhere on the ice, he is throwing the body, yeah. he's getting aggressive, he's getting the puck to the net. He had that dog in him. He had that dog <laughs> in him, man. He was relentless, so, yeah, I, exa- I mean, exactly. They, I Now that you mention it, I'm like remembering the line of the season, yeah, he was, he was going crazy, uh, which is good. Mm-hmm. It was great, and I think... If that's the Vero we see in Grand Rapids this next season, oh, my oh I'm, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Because that's going to be that other spark out there with Donovan that's just getting the fire going when we need it to. But also, the skill level is there, and we saw it happening out there. So, Do you, do you have any, like, the previous lineups? Like, what do you mean? Like, the matchups? Who did he was? Who was he normally with? So, I saw him get paired up with Lash a lot. I saw him get paired up with New Power a lot. And that's where the that's where the dog started coming from, I think. <laughs> and then uh, I saw him with Simon here and there. But Lash and um, New Power seemed to be the stable partners after Camfer was traded. I did, did see him paired with Camfer quite a bit at the beginning of the season. So you can formulate your thoughts on that. Uh, I, I kept I kept that opinion pretty pretty tame. It's not like the middle of an episode when Andreasen gets traded, and I'm just like, "Oh, here we go!" <laughs> I know, I'm not going to rip on Camper, but um, no, I I think it speaks a lot. Looking at his numbers, and he played 48 games, so he played more than Barton. He played more than Sabrango. He didn't get yo-yoed back and forth as much. No, he was more stable on the blue line. So, I, I mean, I think that's a positive when we look at this, is that he was able to keep his promotion, not promotion, but he was able to keep that steady, show that he belonged. Yeah, he struggled. Everybody struggled on this team in defense. Like, mm-hmm. the whole team struggled. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, I think this is that's the positive that we're going to take out of this, fourth bureau. 
yeah, I think this this season is going to be where you see, like I said, if he carries forward that same energy going into this season, we'll see some really good results. The offensive production was not there for him at all with only eight points in those 48 games, but uh, I think this season will be a different story. And he's a player that, again, kind of just like with Donovan, you don't really know what it looks like in the future with the wings. Um, could be key depth, though, for back and forth. Yeah. And could find himself a stable spot in the blue line here. I think he could yo-yo back and forth between Detroit and Grand Rapids for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I like him. I like him a lot. And it's kind of another one of those. If I if I see the production this year, it's another one of those jerseys I'd like to own. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. If, he, if he's playing the way he finished the season, I am on board. That's the Vera that I want to see. Yeah. So I think it would be interesting for him to be paired up with Sabrango. Yeah. And you kind of have, like, the Bash Brothers <laughs> matchup. <laughs> the only thing I really... Yeah, the only thing I... Re, the last thing I remember about Vero is when I was leaving the arena after the last game of the season. I think I... We, we all left together, remember? And there was the two guys that walked past us, and I said, have a good off-season. Yeah. Or have whatever, have a relaxing off-season. They were like, oh, you too. Oh, wait, no, it's not your off-season. <laughs> and it was, it was Vero and Donovan. And I was like, oh, he's a funny guy. Yeah, I mean, we. Uh, I'm learning real quick that there is no off season in this anymore. What's an off season? Yeah, it's like back in the day when I used to play soccer. You know, there was no off season. There's no off season. No days off. No days off. Grind is always going. Don't skip leg day. After we skipped a week or two now. Hey. <laughs> uh, the next guy. I'm gonna let you take on this one. Oh, I get to take on this one. Okay, Mr. Well, we... Brian Lashoff. We don't need to dive too in-depth with Mr. Lashoff because we spent we, about 20 minutes one episode talking about Brian Lashoff. But what do you what do you say about Brian Lashoff? He's Brian Lashoff. I <laughs> am... Ex- so here, here's what I'm excited about yeah. is next season. For next season. Why are you excited for next season? I want to know where he... It, so I rewatched the Sean Horkoff interview for the end of the season recap. Yeah. Um, and the, I mean... And we knew this. We knew he, Brian wants to stay with the organization some way, somehow. Yep. Full-time, part-time, somewhere. Where is he going to fit in, and where are they going to slot him? Like, I want to know what his next, like, adventures are. I think if he's involved with anything in de- defensive development with this organization at all, we we are in a good place, if, if that's how this goes. If Brian Lashoff is involved in all that, the organization's in a great place because he's so great as a mentor for these rookies. I mean, look at all the defensemen in this organization that he's been a part of their development. It, the, the list is endless at this point. He's been around for so long. Would you like to go through the list? No. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a piece that will still be in the organization. We just don't know what it looks like yet. And, uh, and he should stay. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like We fully supported that from the day his retirement was announced. So I liked him. He was good people. I could tell when we met him at the autograph signing. Yeah, he loves Grand Rapids. His family lives in Grand Rapids. He loves this city, wants to be a part of it. And I hope he's been enjoying some golf this off season with those new clubs. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us. That brings good. us to an the ad guy. break. Oh, the ad break. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code 
THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinem.org. In New York, call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny 467-369 in Kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas in West Virginia gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 and over in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after insuance one boost per eligible game opt-in required max bet $50 10 plus leg required for 100% boost eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply T- terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball term all right well we're down to the top four top four the guys that played the most the most <laughs> not by points <laughs> Not my point. Kind of. Was it? No. No. no not at almost. all. Almost. Almost. I see what you thought there. It's Yeah. I looked down and saw Camper with his 22, and I was like, oh, well, yeah. This was going to be a longer episode anyways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. yeah, we've racked out a couple short ones recently, and it upsets the people. Anyways. Top four. Top four. This is interesting. Games played defensively. This is this list is it's not what I thought. No, it's gonna get weird. Oh, it's gonna get weird. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go all over the place here a second with the um prospect potential that we're going through here. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we're gonna talk high prospects and we're gonna talk uh, not prospect. So number four in games played for Grand Rapids. And he probably would have played more if he didn't get called up. This this be true. This this is the big, the tall guy. This is the tall guy. The big guy. Simon Evanson. Is he really tall? He, he is really tall. That's what was your favorite thing to say all season. Yeah. I'm so excited for next season. I know you are. God dang. Yeah. Even though it was so depressing and disappointing, I am so ready for next season. I know. Me too. I'm just ready for hockey again. But Mr. Simon Edvinson, 20-year-old, six foot six, Simon Edvinson, who... Without skates, right? It's without skates. <sighs> Scary dude. It's terrifying. So this one's going to be a little bit longer, I feel, for Mr. Simon. 52 games played, five goals, 22 assists, 27 points. He was a minus three, which... On this defensive <laughs> roster. I mean, only Seth Barton was a minus four with 36 games. Simon was the lowest. Yeah. The closest one to a plus. Yep. Besides Wyatt. Crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, you can We also expect this. He is our top prospect. That's that's true. A lot of people thought he'd start in Detroit. Oh, I knew he wouldn't start in Detroit. So, you could if we would have had a podcast back before that the season started, I would have told you flat out that Simon Edmondson was not starting in Detroit. I mean, I didn't. And it's a good thing he didn't. Yeah, it's a great thing he didn't. He had things that he needed to work on. The beginning of the season was rough, rough, <laughs> uh, which is to be expected. Yep. Again, another player that was adjusting to the size of the ice in North America and the pace of play. Yep. Which still, I feel, haunts him. What do you mean? I think he's still too. 
He is so tall and so lengthy. I feel like he plays so casually. Still. Oh. I f- because he knows that he can reach it and he can get to it, but he yes. just doesn't. So, do you want to know my opinion that was formulated at the beginning of the season with him where we were all kind of like nervous just seeing what the development path would look like until we hit the Christmas break. Yeah. I was watching him and I'm like, he's good. He's obviously a good hockey player. Yes. He's another big guy and the way he was kind of just moving slower sometimes I'd catch him standing and you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Anthony Mantha. Oh, geez. That's all I thought. Because you didn't follow the Griffins enough back when he was here. No, but I did the wings and my i liked mantha i liked him with the wings i couldn't stand mantha with the griffins because he stood around and waited for things to happen around him 99 percent of the time so like the first 10 games for edmondson i was like oh my god here we go again we're getting another mantha i don't like this and then christmas break happened and simon edmondson became everything that we were promised simon edmondson would be yeah but at the beginning, yeah, it was rough. His, his skating wasn't there. His pace was not there. He wasn't he wasn't comfortable using his size the way he is now. Yeah. Now, I mean. <laughs> now, oh my God. Yeah, he fully, like, he developed where we were hoping he would develop into. Yeah. I think there's still steps. Oh, there's definitely still a couple steps there he needs to take. And he, he's admitted that and knows that, too. Um, his His skating is one of them. His speed is one of them. Um, but his passing, oh my god, it's so good. His, I, you know what? Well, as we we're sitting here, I'm thinking like, how fun would it have been to watch Simon Edmondson and Dan Watson's system? Oh my god, those stretch pass cross ices, like passes oh. that he, that <laughs> Simon know. had like glimpses of, like that would have been so great in Dan, like Dan Watson's system if it was in GR. Yeah, not, not saying that I wanted Simon in Toledo. No, no, we wanted Watson and GR this year, not not, yeah. not Ben Simon and yeah. GR. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. He's he's out for a little bit. Yep, he had shoulder surgery. So his return is to be determined. Which I... is crazy, which means there was a nagging something in his shoulder. We don't know for how long in the end of the season, and the end of the season is where he played his best hockey. Yeah. Think about that. I... <laughs> I think we do see him back to GR mm-hmm. to start the rehab. You and think, then I think so. That's, that makes the most sense. Depending on how long the rehab process actually takes in this organization, better not rush it by any means. Yeah. I I enjoyed watching Simon because, I, I mean, you could definitely tell when he stepped out on the ice, big, tall dude, like just... He was giant compared to the others. And it was funny to watch these little players go after him, like, the forwards. And he's just like, come on, let's go. Like, just brushing them off like little flies. The background on my work iPad is still the photo of him staring down at Fix Wolanski from Cleveland, just toying <laughs> with him. Oh, still one of the highlights of the season as he just mocked that dude. And that he was he turned that on at the end of the season, too. Yeah. The second half of the season, he became... Everything that Mo Sider did in the AHL. Yeah. Like, again, I preached every week we talked about the Griffins and Simon. I'm like, this kid is following the exact same development path that Mo Sider did in Grand Rapids. Now we're throwing a shoulder surgery into the mix, which Mo didn't have to deal with. So that'll be interesting to see what this does with his path. But I think it's just a maybe I'm going to predict a 10 to 15 game conditioning stint back in Grand Rapids. 
because he won't need to actually take an official conditioning stint because he's still on a two-way deal and there's no no worry of waivers or anything like that because they didn't burn his ELC. They didn't do any of that stuff. Now seeing the shoulder surgery aspect, I'm kind of glad they didn't burn the ELC. Yeah. But I also wish they would have and just got him signed as low as possible, kind of. I mean, we have the cap space. So. But, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, knowing that injury existed now, uh, I see why they didn't do it. But, man, uh, if there's a player that I'm just excited for the future of the Red, Wing, Red Wings organization, it's, it's this dude. Yeah, and he stepped up. He played well for the for the Wings yeah. when he was he up there. Two so. goal, he got two goals when he was up there for his nine games and was some nights the best defensive player on the ice. Yeah. You remember, like, the small, like, moment we got of him and Mo on the ice together for, like, what, a shift? Yeah, it was all of the rookies that were out there, I felt like. Yeah, that one rookie shift yeah, was, where they uh, just bullied <laughs> the other team. Oh, my God. They said it was a Stevie Y goon squad out there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I... As, I was happy to be able to watch him. He did progress the way he needed to. I think there's still steps that he needs to take. But overall, like, it, it, he played great. Yeah. You know? Um, and we're, I was happy with him. So it'll be interesting to see who steps. Maybe Wally steps into that spot? I I think that's how that goes. Is Wallander basically takes the place on this team of Edmondson. And I think you see pretty much the same carbon copy of what we saw uh, play-wise come through and if that's the way it goes then oh gosh yeah you're all excited again yeah. <laughs> yeah because wallander felt like that i think watching those highlights he felt like he had that bigger that better pace he had the the better skill yeah I, I wouldn't say he has more skill but skating skill he yeah. has more than simon on and that fact right there it, it it's interesting i bet wally has a better season than simon does did I think Wally is more of a key piece than Simon is in the long For the Wings? Mm-hmm. Oh. Simon, Simon is a key piece. I think Wally turns out to be a slightly bigger key piece. I think Simon falls on the level of he comes in just under uh, the production capabilities of a Mo Sider. And I think Wally comes in at the production level of a Mo Sider. My heart just skipped. That's not good for it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> That's a Patriot exclusive. Um, <laughs> the good, good with Simon. Uh, I have no other final thoughts on Simon besides the fact that I'm very excited about Simon Edmondson He's as a, a Red Wings fan. So yeah, uh, did what he needed to do, proved it, got his confidence, and did it well. Did it well. The next guy, who's also creating a lot of buzz, mm-hmm. Mr. Albert Johansson. Yeah, fifty-three games played, so one more than Simon. <laughs> five goals 10 assists 15 points a minus 7 38 penalty minutes thoughts on Mr. Johansson I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself here because really he's not it... tall <laughs> that's not what I meant oh okay <laughs> um, I'm going to seem like I'm repeating myself here because the development path with the Griffins looked the same Started off the season as a player that just didn't really jump out at you. Yeah, he didn't really gel, it felt. No, it felt like he wasn't really finding his place. Again, another player, first year on North American ice, out of Sweden, you know, 22 years old, six foot, big dude. He's still a big dude. He's not yeah, he's, he's not timing big, but he's a big dude. And you just, it didn't feel right at first. Um 
But when he turned it on, again, second half of the season, as most things with this team, it seemed like the second half of the season is where things got better. He got so much better. Yeah. And instantly became topic of conversation with which one of the two makes it in Detroit next year? Is it Simon or is it Albert? Yeah, Stevie had a target, not a target, but he had a scope on him. So Well, he, I think he had a target for where he wanted Johansson's development to be uh, at this point, and I think Johansson is meeting his expectations. Yeah, he is a... Uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited about Albert. I think he plays probably one more season with Grand Rapids. I think it's an up-and-down season. Yeah, uh, based off injury. Not like, like skill wise. I think it's up and down, up to Detroit, down, up and up, back and forth. Um, I'm just thinking of our lineup in Detroit. We're so deep now with defense. Not a bad problem to have. No, not at all. I mean, there's there's <coughs> a disclaimer about this too is we can't get attached to any of these guys. I'm attached though. I know you are. Yeah. But at the same time, with defense, it's so hard to tell. Not that I think these guys are anywhere near the point of getting traded or anything like that, but at the same time... <laughs> we say this now, and the draft is in a few weeks. I know. At the same time, <laughs> we are very deep in defensemen with a lot of high skill. Johansson's not one that would ever... He gets traded, at least in the in any time coming. Um, my favorite part, again, second half of the season, Johansson, is just the skill level he was showing. His puck handling skills are some of the best I've seen in a defensive prospect. And he pretty much has every tool that you ask for a defenseman to have, right? You'd say he's toolsy. Toolsy? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you look at that, and the, that's stuff you see other people talk about with him, too. But he's he's good, man. I I don't know if I see him beating Simon to Detroit, obviously, because Simon's already been and proved his his spot is there for him to take. But Johansson's going to make some noise this year. Yeah. the What really limited him at the end of the season was he had an injury, so he was out. He did have injury that we nobody really knows what it was still at this point. No disclosure. Maybe he was just... Tired of Ben Simon. Sorry. I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you could read my mind. Um, That's an injury I would take. <laughs> we saw a lot of players started uh, sitting out towards the end. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. So, I he's always angry. <laughs> okay, he doesn't, I don't say he's always angry. He just doesn't smile. Yeah, he never smiles. I've seen him three times now outside of the arena, and he is the same. Like, yeah. Just That's very, just who he is. Yeah. But on the ice, he's an intimidating dude. He is. He's, like, him and Simon paired together at any point in time, I'm like, that's a nightmare for the opposing team. And it was. They made their lives very difficult. Albert was on the second line most most of the time? or Yeah, he was second line most of the time. Who was he um, usually paired? Albert, you saw a lot of pairing with Lash um, with him. Uh, no, I would say you'd see a lot of him with McIsaac. Yeah. Uh, Albert and McIsaac was a, a pretty common one. Albert and Vero was a common one, too. Um, I just remember, I think it was... Vero makes a lot of sense based off of the plus-minus. Yeah. I remember, too, just like one of his goals near the end of the season because we had moved down closer to uh, the net in one of those games where some of our friends were sitting and just seeing one of his goals. This, this sick puck-handling skills behind the net that he had to be able to get this goal. I was just like, oh, my God. Like That was the moment towards the end of the season where I was like, 
uh-oh, this kid's going to, this kid might not be here next year. He might be in Detroit. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, that was the moment. And like That's you said. That's when you found love. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but no, like you said, Stevie Y at the end of the season had high praise for Albert Johansson. And I think next season we just see a continuation of this. The production offensively is there and the skill level is there. So it's going to be crazy. I'm excited. I'm excited to see these like him continue to develop, continue to grow, and uh, see what happens for next season, especially under a different system. So, yeah, yeah. Who knows what that's going to look like um, with the right coaching staff with these these guys? It's it's going to be it's going to be nuts. So, the second to last guy who played 59 games for this team this year, um, a fan favorite. Why? Because uh, he likes to stir the pot. And throw hands <laughs> uh, would be Mr. Wyatt Newpower. So Wyatt had the 59 games in the season, two goals, five assists, seven points total, minus four only uh, for the amount of games he played, and 68 penalty minutes. Well, he was in the box a lot, so probably uh, that's where probably a lot of the points happened. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say that. Most of his feeling... penalty, most of his penalties are fighting. Yeah, or... <laughs> that's, very, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like outside of fighting, Wyatt is a very disciplined player. Um, why? Why new power is an interesting one to me. Obviously, like he's not, he's not that, he's not a piece of the Red Wings plan, right? Um, he he's an AHLer at this point. Yeah, his rights are signed by Detroit. Yes, they are. Um, he is only twenty five. Zero dollar cap hit by Cap Friendly. We're getting him for zero bucks. <laughs> what? Pretty good deal. I think that link yeah, is broken. I don't think that's right. Twenty five years old, six foot three, two hundred seven pound guy. I would never want to have to drop the gloves with. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is his second full season in Grand Rapids. Uh, he, he is a fan favorite. Oh, one hundred percent a fan. His favorite. jerseys go for a lot. Yes, they do. And Just ask Heather. Yeah, I <laughs> we were trying to buy one. I was trying to get one, figure one out for. Her. It was very difficult. Um, Maybe next season. You know what's you know what's funny is the Wings have him signed. I can't see draft. I don't I don't know if he was drafted or anything like that. He, can't, he's, he played for the University of Connecticut. Um, you know what his first AHL team was? It wasn't the Griffins? The Cleveland Monstars. <laughs> Yeah, he played 24 <laughs> games on Cleveland in the 2020-2021 season. It's a shortened season. Um, and then ended up in Grand Rapids. And obviously he's not offensive, an offensive producer. I mean, he played the second most games in the team and had the same amount of points as you know guys like Lash and Vero and uh, stuff like that. But at the same time, being a minus four on this team defensively with that many games, he's... Sound. He's a sound defenseman um, that doesn't make a lot of mistakes besides beating the crap out of people. Yeah. And I wouldn't really say those are mistakes most of the time. Most of the time it's pretty well deserved. Um, but he really seems like he's the perfect teammate. Yeah. He protects the kids yep. very well. He does not let them get pushed around at all. Not no. that most of these kids let anyone push them around. But, I mean, there was how many times did we see, you know, Simon, someone starts messing with Simon, and if the pairing was right at the time and he was with Wyatt... Wyatt didn't hesitate to jump in there and no. defend anybody. Um, so he really is just the guy you want on your team. And with the lack of grit the Griffins do have, it's really good that we do have this piece. Yes. Yeah, because we really lost that piece when we traded Smith. Yeah, when we got rid of Giovanni. 
Um, it's We didn't have much grit, and Wyatt really had to take that role in there. But the crazy part with those grit players they is... They stay. They don't stay, but also at the same time, most of those grit players are the ones that are going to be your liabilities when it comes to defensive structure. Yeah. And he doesn't have that. Thank God. Um, like, what, like, what, like what, what was the guy's name last year? Heather's other favorite player? Witkowski? Oh, Witkowski? Witkowski. I wouldn't say he was a liability most of the day. Yeah, he was. No, but he was a fighter. And they <sighs> traded him. Yeah. Yep. And then we had that Dylan Mac- Dylan McLarath, too, yeah. uh, for a while, who was the other... Dude, that dude was a monster. That's a guy <laughs> I'd be terrified of. He's, but, uh, yeah, man, Wyatt Newpower. I, I like the guy. I'm glad he's on our team and not, the, not an opposing team that we have to play. Yeah. And uh, look forward to seeing him this year. Well, he's a restricted... He's, he's, he's not signed, right? He's not signed. He's restricted, restricted free, agent. free agent, though. I can assume he's going to be kept here because if they get rid of all of our grit with all these kids around, what the heck are we going to do? Yeah, because I feel, too, like the last game of the season, I I want to say Lombardi was out there with him. Yeah. And, like, Amadeus is so tiny, <laughs> but he's so fast. But it's just like, yeah, he's going to get bumped. He's going to get hit, like... Wyatt, you're out there protect protect the kids. So I mean, I definitely remember seeing that a lot, and uh, and I feel like that was his like go do all season. It was go protect the rookies, don't make any mistakes defensively, and if you get points at the same time, great. <laughs> low uh, low what is it? Low expectations. Low expectations and, on the offensive side, but high expectations on the defense and protect side of things. And he did it. And he for, delivered for what what for what he was given this season. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, for what he yeah. was given. Because he's only seen Ben Simon as a Grand Rapids coach. That's all his he didn't have any of the other ones. He hasn't been around long enough. It's only the second season with us, so third season in the HL. So Yeah. Somebody that we hope to see back, uh played well, you know. Uh, Just kinda of is that veteran presence without being a veteran. Yeah. Yeah, I really like, when I saw he was only twenty five, I was like, wait a second, what? Yeah, really? Check that. Yeah, he, uh, he felt older. He feels like he's been around longer, and feels like he's just carrying that leadership role. And maybe he's the older, you know, replacement for Brian Lashoff than what we said with uh, Seth Barton. I mean, that's a possibility too. So, last guy. Last but not least, played all sixty-one games. Is there sixty-one? No, games? there's more than that. Is it eighty? No, no, I don't think any defenseman played every game this season. I mean, that would make sense why we had 12. It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, so. This is an interesting guy. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. You're an interesting guy. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, so 61 games played for the team. Jared McIsaac. Um, 61 games played, three goals, 19 assists, 22 points, minus 14, 30 penalty minutes on the season. Your thoughts on Mr. Jared McIsaac before I share my thoughts on Jared. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Wait, you want me to go first? Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up. <laughs> you still looking at how many games are in a season? Yeah, in the NHL. Oh, lordy. 72. Yeah, see? No defenseman played a full season. Dang. Yep. Crazy, I wouldn't want to play right? that many games under Ben Simon either. <laughs> That's why you wanted to figure that out. Uh, no, um... Jared McIsaac, I feel like he's an interesting one because at first I thought he was been with the with the team for a lot longer than what he really has been. Uh, 
but he's only 23. He doesn't look 23. No, not at all. And he's only he's been with the Griffins for three seasons. So and maybe being under Ben Simon does age you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get one in there too. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, his first season he played 10 games. Second season he played 70, and then this season he played 61. So yeah, um, actually went back in the uh, plus minus. So he was actually worse this season, which. I mean, I on this team, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't fault anybody for being bad this year. Nope. Uh, I don't even want to look. I don't even know if we should look at plus minus on this team anymore. I mean, it's a very alarming stat when you look at the entire roster. Um, but. There, yeah, there is another model that I need to look at. I uh, was listening to a different podcast and uh, about statistics, expected by whom by uh, Prashant and Sean Shapiro. And there's a different model that they're using. There's um, a whole statistic model. It's like an app that Prashant created. I thought, no, he has one. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he has one. The one that it was the last episode they were talking about, um, but I don't think it'll go as deep for AHL. Probably I think not. It's just NHL, so maybe we can connect with Prashant and try to get that out for the uh, for the AHL. But anyways, Jared, Jared, uh, Jared was a 2018 second round draft pick for the Wings. He was 36 overall. So high, high pick, high pick with. I'm assuming at that point, high expectations. He played in the queue uh, before making it to Grand Rapids and played well there. <laughs> um, played very, very well there. Um, in his 18, 19, he played within the Halifax, the Mooseheads, where uh, Doucette is right now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple seasons, you know, he had 47 points, 62 points. And then it kind of tailed off there in the nineteen twenty season and the twenty twenty one seasons, uh, um, for obvious reasons. There was less games played during that time too. Um, but then, yeah, this is his third, second full season, third season in Grand Rapids. So he got ten games in originally. Then, then he played a full seventy in two thousand twenty one, twenty two season, and sixty one this year. Twenty four points last season, twenty two points this season. As you said, regressed uh, by two in the plus minus factor as well. Um, same amount of same amount of assists each season, just two less goals this year. But Jared as a player, this is this is an interesting one for me. Why? Because at first, I didn't like him at all. I didn't like his play. I didn't like the the hockey sense wasn't there for me. Um, but then something changed. And he started playing very well. I think he got injured and then came back and was playing extremely well um, after his injury and then kept that going through the end of the season as well. So it makes me wonder if that injury was something that was kind of nagging at him through the whole beginning of the season. Um, Because I would say around February, if I'm remembering right, is when things really turned on for him. Um, But then he started playing very well it started at first he was a player that i hated seeing getting paired with someone like simon and then at the end of the season i loved it um he's one that he's a very high pick for the wings yeah so he's i'm looking through the draft that year too to see okay who did god who did we miss (laughs) like uh so he's in the same draft class as philip zadina okay we drafted him we drafted him (laughs) jonathan bergren volano uh, Valeno, yep. Uh, we took McIsaac with the 36. So, Berrigan was 33, the 33rd pick. But I'm really not seeing... Who got picked right after him? McIsaac? Yeah. Jet Wu for Vancouver Canucks, who hasn't played a game. <laughs> Alexander Romanoff 
Oh. There's your, um, there's your, there's your swing and a miss. There's your swing and a miss. Well, not Romanoff being a swing and a miss. Romanoff's actually a very good defenseman for Montreal. Yeah. Um, or Jordan Harris for Montreal has played quite a few games. Wow. That would have been the other one. Uh, I'm just trying to see where is. Yeah, McIsaac's there. I mean, looking at the players that went around him, he's one of the few that. Uh, had, I mean, you know the league better. Well, yeah. Just I'm just 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 glancing at it here. I mean, Ryan he's one of the few in that round that are producing and doing their thing. Still, there's not really any names that we could have swung for there. Romanoff, I think, is the only one where you're like, mm, dang, did we kind of miss there? But outside of that, man, not much. Yeah. So when he was drafted, I mean, we took the we took the best at the time, probably best for the position. Jasper Weatherby was in that draft too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's strange. That's, so weird. that's really weird. That's a weird draft. That is a weird draft year. Um, but not to get too far off. I mean, McIsaac. I I don't think he's in Detroit next season. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, don't I think I feel I foresee him being just a depth piece uh, for call ups if he stays within his organization, or you know if he does have a good season, things could change. Like I said, second half of the season, very impressive player. There was I think even a couple of games where I was like he was the best player in the ice that game, but uh, he's someone I can see getting traded at some point. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean he was the second highest and minus. I mean, Camper was negative 16, so then you're looking at McIsaac at minus 14. Yeah. I, I mean, I... His uncle's an NHL referee. <laughs> Sorry, this, uh, again, this... We're trying to find the positives, huh? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't know if it's a positive or not. Uh. So, yeah, I don't I'm not... I, I don't know. I don't really have any thoughts on McIsaac. I, I mean, he's a good player. He, he he's a he's a good piece that I enjoy having on this team. And again, second half of the season, I really liked him. And if that's what we're going to see, second half of the season, McIsaac carry over to this new season. I'm all for it. Let's go. But again, I don't know where he falls in the grand scheme. Yeah, I think he's just a depth player, like you said. I, th- I think he's a a Griffin. I think mm-hmm. they're with the trades for like Wallman and uh, short, like and we signed Sherratt last year. I, I think those are the two locks up. You've got uh, Mo and Simon up, and then that last rotating spot. Who is? I'm trying to think. Who's the last? The Lindstrom. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, he he didn't resign. I know. He signed overseas. I know. So. Like, but yeah, it, it's it'll be interesting to see where he falls. And, I, and again, th- this season, this we said it earlier. This I think this season is his prove it year to the organization. It's your third full season. This is this is your prove it year. It it's but he's also he's a restricted free agent, right? Yeah, he's a restricted free agent. I I don't know. It, it's so weird. This is a weird time to go into a prove it year. I feel. Because you're going to get a new coach, you're going to get a new system, you're going to get... Yeah, prove that you can do it. You couldn't do it really under the last one, so yeah. what can you do under this one? But also, at the same time, he is someone that could be a trade piece, especially with the draft. Yeah. Um, but... We have players coming in, we got players leaving, so it's... Uh... it's pro- it is prove it. It's 100% prove it here for him. Yeah. 100%. If he's with us still. That's... That's the question mark. 
Yeah, if we, I mean, if we, it, the big thing is if we resign him. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That covers all defensemen from the roster this year. God, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. I mean, it was it was definitely a rough year for Grand Rapids defensemen, but there's definitely a lot of bright spots in this organization, and this this next season has me very excited for what our defensive core will look like. Um, I just hope the conditioning is there so everyone stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys played, I mean, nine of the players played 36 games or more, so... Well, you were going to see three or four rotate through with what we just... I just went through some of the other play, uh, teams in the league. So hopefully we have some stabilization. Yeah, we're going to see some people get moved up, moved down a little bit, but it shouldn't be as much as like Seth and Donovan being yo-yoed or Vero for those five games. But I'm excited. I know there's some possibilities in the draft for some defensemen. I think Stevie's mm-hmm. really marking towards the centers and forwards for the first round. We, we need to go to the centers and forwards for the first round, 100%. Yeah. Um, but there's some protections for a defenseman. I mean, it would be weird. It's Steve Eiserman. Let's you get never weird. Know. It's going to get weird. It's Could always be a goalie. weird. I'm just kidding. We're going to do a goalie. Not doing a goalie first. There's no goalie that deserves that for this organization right now. No. So, uh, but. yeah, that wraps it up. So last night, wrapped up. Game seven of the AHL playoffs. Yeah, Hershey Bears, mm-hmm. who do That's not do not own the M M&M and M company. No, they don't. Yeah, that that was a hard fail uh, for Coachella Firebirds. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> it was a great video. It was a great intent. Great idea. They tried. They tried. A for effort. And they tried for all seven games. They did. So. You've been following it. You watched Game Six. I watched Game Six. Watched Game Seven. I'm guessing you didn't. Uh <laughs> so Game Six. Who? How did the series go? Do you? Oh, how? Did, how did the series go? It's right in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Coachella won the first game, five mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then they won the second game, four nothing. Hershey, five to four. There's only six games in front of you there, buddy. Two, four, five, six. Well, we know what happened in Game 7. Oh, that doesn't have Game 7 on there. Nope. Anyways, continue. Nope. I'm sorry. 5-4 Hershey. So they came back. 3-2 yep. Hershey. So now it's tied. Yep. Hershey gets the third. Yeah. one nothing in overtime. Yep. So they were all pretty close games when Hershey came back. And then Coachella, 5-2. No, that was Game 6. So game six, I took a nap, and I was like, in anticipation of this being a 10 o'clock game, and then I never rebounded. I never recovered. So uh, game seven was last night. I texted you to let you know that there was game seven. Thank God. I almost forgot, just like the Toledo playoffs. Did you really? Almost. Oh. Uh, it was on the NHL Network, which was, I was glad, because at first I saw it wasn't going to be as um, It was. Showed. It was for free on AHL TV. Yeah, well, no. which was actually cool because I didn't have to sign into different apps on my TV. I felt I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, I watched the first five minutes. Okay. I saw Coachella was up one nothing. Okay. Fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Woke up at overtime. Oh. And I was like, "Holy crap! What mm-hmm. a game seven! Like, could you ask for anything better? Second time in Calder Cup history. That game seven going overtime. Yep. And then I went to bed. <laughs> I did not stay up to watch. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just really burnt out at work. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like really so burnt out. It wasn't. It wasn't deep into overtime, so you must have fallen asleep pretty quick. Um, it didn't. It didn't go that long. I thought it went to like the last two minutes of yeah. the. No. No. Oh, it did. Yeah. I'm dumb. I saw the replays this morning. Works pretty stressed out too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it right on work right away. So this whole series is crazy though. So you look at the first two games, right? Uh, Coachella gets shots back to back. Yeah. Joey Decord played fantastic goaltending, and you're like, oh my god, Coachella's gonna walk right through Hershey here. So I'm impressed you knew the goalie's name. I do. And you're not looking it up. I'm watching you right now. I mean, I did watch the game last night. (laughs) Um, But then they go to Hershey. Now, the AHL finals were set up kind of like what we saw with the ECHL, where game one and two were at one team, and then game three, four, and five were in Hershey. Oh, so this makes more sense now that I'm looking at this. Okay, okay. So at this point, you go through all the way through game five, the home teams have won. Yeah. So Hershey got three in a row at home. One in overtime, one by, and both the other, or two in overtime, sorry. And every game was decided by one goal. They were close. Yeah. But Hershey played really well at home. And I'm like, yeah, they man, did. they're going to bring this back to Coachella and they might win it game six. No, Coachella wasn't letting that happen. 5-2 win, obviously. And then they came out playing so well in game seven and Hershey just found the strength they needed and dominated to and, get back in this. And they came back from behind because mm-hmm. at one point I woke up and it was 2 nothing. Yeah, it Coachella. was 2 nothing. yep. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I don't know about this. Yeah, what I mean, it speaks to their players and just not giving up and being able to withstand what they did. It speaks to their coaching staff, Todd yeah. Nelson. Uh, Who? Todd Nelson. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, you know, he may have coached the Griffins to a 2017 Calder Cup, too. So how many does he have now? You know what? That's a good question. I think that's what I was looking up earlier, and I never finished doing that because we got distracted by something. You're ADD. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I believe only two. That's still pretty impressive. Yeah, because so Todd Nelson, he coached for the AHL. He coached a couple teams back at – or he coached Chicago Wolves back in 2006 and through 2008 – then he was an assistant coach with the Thrashers in the NHL, which is kind of cool. Not a team anymore. No, but then he went to be a head coach in the AHL for the Oklahoma City Barons. Not a team anymore. Wow. Uh, How much longer do you think Hershey's going to be a team? Uh, for a long time. <laughs> for a long time. Um, then he went to Edmonton as an assistant and then head coach briefly. Then he came to Grand Rapids for three seasons. Then he went to Dallas as an assistant coach for four seasons and then AHL head coach in Hershey uh, this season. This was his first season in Hershey. Holy crap. So you think he's probably moving on to an NHL assistant position next? I think he stays in Hershey another year. I think he's found his spot. I don't see any coaching staff changes with Washington, and I think he's going to stay in that organization because that's their affiliate. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, That was my next question. Yeah, which is cool for for him, winning another Calder Cup, obviously. But then their captain, Dylan McLarath, was also a Griffins player at some point, too. Um, and got to got to hoist the Calder, which was pretty cool to see. Is he? Did he win one with Griffin? I don't think. No, he was. Oh yeah, he was here when we won it. My bad. Good for him. So he's got two. He's got two. Nelson's got two. Yeah. We still don't have one since he left us. Those were the days. Those were the days. I miss <laughs> Nelson, dude. I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the American Hockey League by far. As you can tell, he just won a Calder. Yeah. <laughs> He's another one of those players' coaches, though. You know what I mean? Like, clearly, whatever he said to his guys and the leadership on that team was able to get things going to make that comeback and win. 
Like, I thought Coachella was going to have it the easy ride here. First year in the league, win a Calder Cup. No, thank God. They got to experience some heartbreak a little bit. Yeah. Who's their affiliate? Seattle. That's what I thought. And uh, Shane Wright, actually, how, how did he play last night? Invisible. Was he really? Yeah, I, I thought did. he got a goal. Uh, no, he didn't score. You imagined it. He was invisible. One shot. Ooh. <laughs> a minus one. <laughs> one shot and a minus one for oh. your guy. Look at who the coach was for Coachella. Yeah, I was going to bring that up next, actually. I, man, we were getting good at this. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, Dan Bilesma is their head coach, obviously, but. Who did he, what's our tie to him? I mean, he's from Grand Haven. Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, he's been in the organization before. He obviously coached Pittsburgh, do you know, one or two Stanley Cups. Yeah. Uh, just a couple. <laughs> and, but, yeah, I mean, he didn't win a Calder Cup this year, I guess. He, uh, wasn't he an assistant for us, for Detroit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the storyline of that game last night, I guess the whole series, because he ended up winning the MVP, uh, was their goalie for Hershey, Hunter Shepard. Yeah. Dude, I mean, he let those two goals in, but the guy was a psychotic brick wall after that, like making saves that I couldn't believe. And there was multiple scoring chances. I mean, look at look at the stat line right there. I mean, 40 shots, 47 shots against, 45 yeah. saves. Holy crap. He had to stand on his head. And I will say, a lot of those shots didn't come in overtime. They they were early on. Coachella was putting the pressure on, especially when they were up 2 nothing. Do you think he stays with that organization, or do you think we can grab him for next season? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> enough, about, enough about these organizations and these players. Uh, but yeah, man. That's Crazy. Uh... Good way to end, you know. You you got it. You got that's what you want, you know. Game seven, overtime, game on the line, like, and you came back from a two nothing deficit. Well, yeah, I mean, and you look at the pressure that Hershey put on in the third to get this game tied. I mean, dude, Coachella only had four shots on goal in the third. Yeah, and they I mean, really, Hershey only had nine, but they, four shots on goal. They really let him play too. Oh my god, the ref was not calling anything. <laughs> After the second period, the whistle was thrown out the window. He was like, this is the last day of the season, I'm done. <laughs> Dude, I mean, which I can appreciate, like, a championship deciding game that's tied. You don't want a stupid penalty to be the thing that's deciding it. But Coachella fans have some reason to be upset. There was three or four scoring chances that were ruined by blatant penalties that did not get called. I mean, it goes the other way, too, but not as crucial as those ones were. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll give their fans credit. You could see they were upset, but it, it is what it is. It's over. Hershey's got their 12th Calder Cup, which is right there is an insane stat. But You said you saw footage of the, video, of the arena? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what's it look like? So, oh, you mean Hershey's arena? Yeah. I was Hershey's. like, yeah, I saw footage of Coachella's arena. I watched the game. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't know this about Hershey's Arena. I should have known this, but I don't didn't know this. Uh, Hershey plays at the Giant Center, and it is pretty big. But Would you say it's giant? I wouldn't say it's giant. It's pretty big. Okay. But it's literally in front of Hershey Park, or attached to it in some way. Because you look at the outside shot of the arena, and you see the arena, and roller coasters and chaos in the background. And I'm like, this is freaking cool. At that like, point, you died and went to heaven. Roller coasters can, and hockey. You for can buy two of my favorite things in one. Yeah, I'm there. I'm moving to Hershey. Just kidding. I don't want to move to Hershey. Uh, 
And the chocolate's good, but yeah, I love the chocolate. <laughs> I mean, I should pick some some today from Mokaya. Hey, yeah, yeah. A little plug for uh, Grand Rapids local. There you go. Local biz. Nice. Um, yeah, man. Hershey wins it. Uh, shout out to CCM for making a significantly better championship hat than Fanatics will and did. And the shirt looked good. <laughs> the shirts look great. Everything looks way better than anything Fanatics did. You know what would have looked better? Uh, Griffin's logo on it. Dang it. Yeah, you, you took that from me. I told you we're getting better at this. Gosh. <laughs> I think, you saw my tweet this morning, right? No. I was, I, you know. I blocked con- you. Congr- oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I, I posted, I was like, you know, congrats to 12-time Calder Cup champions, and then next year will be the third, three-time Calder Cup yeah. champion. It's happening. I did see that. I it's did happening. How, you know how crazy that would be? With Dan Watson taking over the first year and getting the team all the way to the finals and winning it. Hey, first year for Todd Nelson and Hershey, it's possible. They don't have, like, yeah, there's not crazy. Before. I know that. But there's not, like, crazy prospects in Hershey that, like, That's everyone's funny. clamoring for. I mean, that goalie, no. I mean, yeah, he, <laughs> again, a goalie winning playoff MVP in the AHL. Yeah, I've never heard of any of these guys. Like, no offense, Hershey, but, yeah, I don't. We know McElrath. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the people are going to come after this, us for this one, not knowing a certain person. But, but I mean, you look, you look at the roster across from them, right? You're, like, looking at Hershey's, and you're just like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of these guys. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I'm very very tied into Grand Rapids and the Red Wings, obviously knowing those prospects. But when it comes to other teams, not as much. I mean, Ty Carter, right? Oh, that name, that name pronunciation. We're back at it yep. again. Cartier. Cartier. I mean, I don't we, know where you got Carter from that. You want to explain that to me? I mean, the K A R T. There's a Y there. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I'm old. No, I mean, so you've got Cartier. You've got Shane Wright, obviously. Everyone uh, that knows hockey in the last couple of years knows that name. Joey Decord and Chris Drieger, both their goaltenders, have played in the NHL. Yeah. Um, there was another name I heard. I thought I heard last night. I guess I didn't. I thought they had sent Jared McCann down, and I was like, "That doesn't make any sense That'd whatsoever." Um, and I, I knew I was wrong there, but I was like, "I swear to God, I heard that name three or four times." They were really trying to win it at that point. Yeah, right. I'm like, uh, uh but Andrew Podorowski was one of the guys that freaking played for Chicago last season when they won the Calder Cup, and he was like as we know him as the Griffin killer at that point, because he had, like, some 30-something points against Grand Rapids just that season. And he's an extremely talented hockey player. But those are the only people I know on that team as well. But and you compare these two rosters, you'd think you think Coachella had this in the bag. And yeah. Hershey fought through and got it. So credit to them. Good for them. Now the New season, champion. Now the season's over. There's no there's no hockey for a while. I know. I texted you last night. I was like, man, it's so good that there's hockey on. It feels right. And now I, I don't know what to watch next. You probably go to baseball. I could cheat into golf. No, I'm not getting into golf. <laughs> no. uh, I mean, to to end this week's episode because this is already long enough. We talked about defensemen for, I mean, before I edit this, probably two hours. Two hours. So we're not going to waste too much time here. But sorry about your years. <sighs> sorry about my editing. Yeah. This doesn't take forever. But anyways, no, congrats to Hershey. Good for them. I have nothing else to add this week. Do you have anything else you want to add? 
No, I don't have anything else to add. All right, cool. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We appreciate everyone. Give us a follow on all the Twitter pages and everything, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Pages? Pages. Yeah, you have one. I have one. We have one. That's fair. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you all. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Town West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeyTownWPod and your host, Nick at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon GR Hockey.